0: Today is Thursday, July 28th, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Farmers are fighting back against government restrictions. We'll have that story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Let's get through the news of the cray together. And joining me to help us get through it all, Trey Gones Phillips and Billy Hallowell from CBN's Faith Wire. Guys, you know what day it is. It's Friday, Junior.
1: We're almost there. <laughs> I love Friday Jr. It's, it's, and calling it Friday Jr., I think, makes it that much better. It needs to be of official. Day, right? If we
0: can just get Joe Biden or somebody to mandate it that it's Friday Jr., <laughs> uh, then we'd be all set. All right, a couple stories coming up from you guys today. Looking forward to Candace Cameron had a very graceful response to what was really a nasty attack. And puberty blockers, aside from the obvious, the FDA is warning about other side effects and coming up on the main thing today dutch farmers they have caught the eyes of the globe as they're battling against excessive climate related government restrictions could it be coming to america too similar restrictions cbn's dale hurt has the details but first up today are headlines going on over on cbnnews.com president biden spoke in the rose garden yesterday he's tested negative for covid twice now So good to see him moving on from that. He credited the medications he is taking and just the advancements that we've made in knowing how to treat COVID is what he credited for his quick sort of turnaround. And with prices rising at their fastest pace in a generation, the Federal Reserve, they raised the benchmark interest rate yesterday by three quarters of a percentage point. That is just the latest move as these prices continue to soar and provide pain for consumers everywhere across the country. Well, the ladies on The View had to apologize again for defamatory remarks made against TPUSA. They said that neo-Nazis were part of their rally when really TPUSA had consistently denounced them, put out a statement saying they were trying to get them out of there. And so The View was forced to apologize, but then they made essentially the same claim again during the apology. And so they've had to apologize a second time. And so that whole saga has been playing out um, uh, over this week. Pastor Artur Pawlowski, you may recall the name from this viral video of him shooing Canadian health authorities away, if you guys remember that one, where he's calling them Nazis, and he ended up actually turning them away. Well, he since then, he had been arrested multiple times for feeding homeless people and continuing to have services and things of that nature during the pandemic, during the COVID lockdowns. Well, he won his appeals case against the Alberta Health Services for being fined, arrested, jailed, all those things I mentioned there during the lockdown. And he was awarded $15,733. So those are just some of the headlines happening today. You can check out more over at CBNnews.com puberty blockers. Aside from the obvious, the FDA is now issuing some other warnings about different side effects going on there. Trey, uh, what is happening here?
1: So the FDA has quietly added a warning to off-label medications that have become known, uh, at least in our, our modern cultural vernacular as puberty blockers, uh, saying that they actually come with a serious risk for minors in particular who are taking them uh, as part of transgender treatments for gender dysphoria. Uh, So the government agency identified six cases in females between the ages of five and 12 who are taking the drugs, uh, noting that they presented a, quote, a plausible association uh, between the hormone therapies and swelling in the brain. So a spokesperson for the FDA told Formulary Watch, the agency considered the cases clinically serious and based on these reviews, determined that pseudotumor cerebri, uh, which is described by the Mayo Clinic as the spontaneous increase in pressure to the brain, uh, should be added as a warning and precaution in in product labeling for all puberty blocker formulations approved for use in pediatric patients. So we also know that this is not really New. This is the first time that the FDA has, has put a warning, has slapped a warning on these off-label medications. But the problems have existed for a long time with bone density, for example, or the increased likelihood of developing certain kinds of cancers, uh, plus all kinds of things that we don't know at this point, because the reality, whether we want to acknowledge it or not, is that puberty blockers are 100% experimental, uh, and it's an experiment that we're conducting on kids. Uh, So all of this matters for a whole bunch of reasons. But before we open it up for discussion, I want to say probably the number one reason that this is making so much news, guys, right now uh, is because it flies in the face of what uh, U.S. Secretary of Health, Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine, who is a a man identifies as a transgender woman, uh, recently said about just how safe she said these puberty blockers are are for kids. Uh, In late June, she said, quote, there is no argument among medical professionals against using these uh, puberty blockers in kids and said that they're 100% safe. She said, every major medical association agrees. Gender-affirming care is life-saving, medically necessary, age-appropriate, and a critical tool for healthcare providers. So, you know, these these two statements, interestingly, both from the federal government, uh, are completely contradictory.
0: It's a very radical sort of idea. And even their own government, as you mentioned there, Trey, has got mixed views on it. I mean, how are people reacting to this?
1: It just came out. So that's something that I think people are, are still reacting to. Uh, but I think there's a lot of kind of, I, I told you so, uh, moments happening right now. There are people, uh, conservatives in particular, and obviously Christians, uh, since we know uh, the way God designed us sexually and, and our identity and all of that stuff. I think people are, are kind of saying couldn't you see the writing on the wall? Didn't you realize that stopping the natural progression of puberty uh, was going to come with some serious consequences? So I don't know. I'm hoping maybe uh, that this will be a a moment where people will will reconsider. Should we be conducting this experiment on kids in particular? If an adult wants to make this decision to do whatever they want, fine. Uh, But doing this to kids is a whole different ballgame.
2: Yeah, we've made this like diabolical turn toward this and the administration did really just in the past few months. And I think watching that happen has been troubling. But seeing this, to me, this should be the bell. The bells should be going off. The sirens should be going off. I don't know, though. I'm, I'm skeptical that that it will make a difference. Yeah, it does
0: seem like there's just uh, really we're becoming this divided country on how we see these things. Just not even just, oh, we have different views, just radically different views I mean one side can't fathom as a parent doing this to your children while the other side is just going out of their way falling all over themselves to make sure that they're trying to have their child be like their quote-unquote authentic self All right, Trey, thanks for that one. Well, Candace Cameron is responding in a really graceful way to, honestly, Billy, this was was a pretty nasty attack.
2: Yeah, you know, it's Jojo Siwa. This is the YouTuber, the performer. She was on her TikTok account and she posted this video on Sunday with all different descriptors for different celebrities. um, And you know in this she had one for the rudest celebrity she had ever met and she flashed a picture of Candace Cameron Bure and so you know usually these things might go unnoticed but Jojo's a celebrity too and next thing you know this thing's gone viral it's got 20 million views and it caused i think a lot of consternation probably for Candace because suddenly she's in the headlines as being the rudest person and Candace is somebody who she's a friend of of the show here she's somebody we we know is always very kind and she speaks out on her faith and so you had this crazy sort of scenario. And what's interesting is that Candace had a couple of options, right? She could have gotten angry. She could have gotten frustrated. She could have responded publicly. Um, but what she chose to do was to get in touch um, with JoJo. And so she reached out to JoJo. They had a phone conversation. And she got to the, the root cause of why Jojo feels like she's so rude. Um, And it it had to do with this silly thing. When Jojo was 11, they met on the red carpet and Candace said no to getting a picture taken because she was in the middle of chaos on the red carpet and that bothered Jojo. And so it was really kind of a silly thing, but but the interesting thing to me is that Candace approached it with compassion and kindness. She said, look, I was shocked. She put a video response out, Candace, saying, I was shocked, but I called Jojo. Uh, but the thing that I really loved is she apologized to Jojo. She said, I'm so sorry. Please know, especially as a mom, it breaks my heart that I made you feel that way. And so even though it was a minor thing, Candace did the right thing, spoke to her, apologized, had a great conversation with her, and then had a message for everybody else. You know, She basically said, look... Whatever you put out there has an impact on other people. And so be careful what you say, because this, this had a big impact on her.
0: We all have interactions where maybe we aren't in the best mood and maybe we're not super friendly that day. I mean, Candace, if she was on a red carpet, sounds like she was probably busy. So it's a little extreme to call this being the rudest celebrity. I mean, I would imagine there are people that I've heard a lot of stories from Hollywood on people going unhinged on sets and stuff. It seems like just not taking a picture seems like a pretty minor offense and Candace seems like she's a pretty well-liked person in the industry. You you haven't heard rumors or comments like going around that oh that this is the this is the reputation that that she has. So it just seemed very out of character and and it was good that she handled that in a way that was really kind of biblical just going right to the person instead of, you know, repeat putting her on blast in in reverse.
1: Yeah, I mean good for Candace too for being willing to to put her neck out there and just talk directly to Jojo, because I know in this like media landscape that we have this social media landscape, I should say, like whenever there's any sort of um, uh, confrontation or a dust up between two celebrities, uh, I think the media is constantly pulling you. Well, don't talk directly to them. Come and talk to us, you know, be on entertainment tonight or come (laughs) on The View and and trash her her right back. Uh, So I I think it's good that for a celebrity like Candace, who is known first and foremost for her Christian faith, to keep that in mind and how she handled this. Uh, and it, she really, I think, let her faith shine and let the gospel kind of shine, even though this wasn't a, a an evangelistic moment per se. It was a perfect example of a Christian saying, this is the Christian way we handle this. And let me just model that well uh, in a society that is, you know, so bent the other direction. So good for her yeah and she said we should have grace for one another i thought that was
2: powerful too it's just it's a good reminder because we all will say or tweet things and she's like it doesn't matter if you've got 50 million followers 550 it doesn't matter you have an impact on the people around you and that i think that's a message for jojo in this too right but for all of us that we're careful what we say because it can have an impact on others
0: absolutely absolutely good conversation there guys good topic and uh glad we got to go through it a little bit here
2: And that leads us into
0: our uh, main thing for today, guys. Dutch farmers, man, they've caught the eyes of the globe as they are really battling for their life here against excessive climate-related government restrictions. And there are a lot of experts out there who think America will soon see similar restrictions. CBN's Dale Hurd has the details for today's
3: main thing. The most efficient system in history of growing food and getting it to consumers, modern farming, is under attack, blamed for causing climate change. The world has watched as Dutch farmers fight for their economic survival against demands that they shrink their operations to suit the government's climate change agenda. The government has told farmers to cut ammonia emissions by 50%, and those near protected areas must reduce their operations by as much as 95%, or they must sell their land to the government and face a lifetime ban from farming. Farmers responded by spraying government buildings with manure, and police shot at this 16-year-old boy. Yosh Ubel's vice president of the Farmers' Defense Force in the Netherlands, tells us negotiations are not going anywhere and a bad situation is continuing to escalate.
2: We are fighting for our rights to, to produce and to live as a human being in our country, in a
0: democracy, where we have the right to go on the street, to protest against legislations, and we have the right to produce uh, via our permits. If you check our production, rates and how we work Uh, we produce very high level very high scale uh, good healthy food traceable uh, all with a little environmental
3: impact farmers around the world who are also seeing their way of life under attack have demonstrated in solidarity american farmers who are already subject to a host of regulations could face even more restrictions but politicians should view what happened in sri lanka as a cautionary tale Sri Lanka's ban of chemical fertilizers in farming caused the struggling nation's agricultural sector and then its economy to collapse. It ended with protesters frolicking in the presidential swimming pool after the nation's leader fled the country. Sri Lanka was supposed to be the poster child of modern organic farming. The World Economic Forum even proudly posted this article about Sri Lanka's future success written by the prime minister whose house was set on fire by protesters. Parts of the world already face famine because of a shortage of chemical fertilizer due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the same kind of fertilizer environmentalists want to reduce. Washington attorney Gary Base, who helped start the Environmental Protection Agency in 1970 and now says it should be abolished because it's Orwellian, owns 11 farms in Illinois. He calls what the Dutch government is trying to do to its farming sector madness and sees signs a similar movement is coming to the U.S.
2: It's, uh, yeah, agriculture is an easy target, uh, both from the animal standpoint and from uh, guys like me who uh, put a lot of anhydrous ammonia on their corn crop. Uh, they're going after methane, uh, which is belched by cows. Uh, you know, AOC has it wrong. Uh, they do not uh, F-A-R-T, the uh, methane, they
3: belch it. BASE believes the era of cheap food at the grocery store is over, not just from inflation, but because of growing environmental regulations on farming, and says Sri Lanka should be a warning to leaders who want to experiment with food production. That's what happens when you don't have food. Nevertheless, the Biden administration appears to be coming after farmers. Steve Malloy, editor of the website JunkScience.com, writes that a new study by the EPA claims that farm dust kills 17,000 Americans per year, the same EPA standards that basically killed the coal industry. These are people who want to control every aspect of our lives, and that includes, you know, energy production and use and food use. You know, they believe food production is a major contributor to, you know, global warming. They're not going to give up agriculture, they don't like agriculture. Former U.S. Ambassador to the Netherlands Pete Hoekstra says if the Dutch government wins this battle against its farmers, who are the second largest exporters of agricultural products in the world behind the United States, it will only make the global food shortage worse. The Dutch will not experience food shortages but there may be other parts of the world that will because you know this food is going to go away. Any government willing to risk its food supply in order to fight climate change might want to keep Sri Lanka in mind. Dale Hurd, CBN News.
0: All right, Dale, thank you so much for that. That leaves us with time, guys, for one last thing. And this adoption, I'm always up for a good adoption story, but this one is has so many twists and turns in it. I love it. This was a Utah man. He was put up for adoption 20 years ago. He's been searching for his birth mother. For quite some time and the way they are reunited was pretty remarkable
1: yeah I think that you know the fact that the mother in fact was just messaging on on Facebook uh, that she found her or found him is really cool uh, and then when they find out that he volunteers at the same hospital she works at uh, <laughs> it's just incredible the way that worked out indeed that's amazing I love how God does that
0: yeah it's like he's showing off giving you more goodness <laughs> than you deserve and you, and just right? making it evident and it's so cool so and also too that he, he thanked her very much for yeah. um making that choice to not terminate the pregnancy when she was younger. And you know, look what happens when you give life a chance. Amazing stuff. So all right, that is all the time we have for today's podcast. As always, head on over to cbnnews dot com, Faithwire dot com for more news from a Christian perspective. And Lord willing in that creek don't rise, guys. We'll be back here tomorrow
1: for Friday and more. God bless.